two gamers stand before me. Prior to tonight, you were asked to prepare information regarding LGBT characters and video games. Henry, Dale, the time has come for you to podcast for your life! <laughs> this week on Easy Mode, where we're going to try our best to not fuck it up. We can't make any promises. We can't. And like knowing my history of how I read and talk, I've already... <laughs> That's going to go down for me. But hello, everybody. Welcome to a very, very special episode of Easy Mode, something that's very near and dear to both Henry and I. What? What? If you're watching the VOD, you know exactly what we're doing with our wrists of Happy Pride. The whole episode is, well, Pride-related, LGBT theme for all of us gay right. and gay Ming. That's right. And uh, first of all, let me introduce my amazing... Uh, co-host henry gay he brightens my day and is my favorite gay and love him to pieces that is delayed dale the b in lgbt blonde beautiful and there should be a d for dale but here we are this week yes i'm very excited to talk about lgbt games i freaking love it representation matters to me um whether it's in video games or just lgbt people taking up space and being visible in the gaming community uh there's so much to talk about this could be multiple episodes worth, but today we're going to talk about our favorite characters, games, indie, uh, AAA, um, that do some good representation, some fun games for you to try out, and um, stuff to continue Pride going post-Pride month. Check out these games because they're going to be freaking fun and freaking awesome to play, mm-hmm. um, especially mm-hmm. for LGBT people. And many titles that I hadn't even heard of before. Honestly. Yeah, there are some good discoveries when we were getting ready for this there episode. There are some very good discoveries. Before we jump in, tell me how are you? How's your week been? You know, got any big pride plans for the month? Um, I am good. I'm very warm in my apartment right now. And I'm um, not a lot of plans. Um, we'll probably do my best to see the parade in New York. However, I don't really love parades. They're so crowded. Um, mm-hmm. But um, just being visible and being... Um, my big motto for this year was um, living loudly. Um, and that involves a lot of, uh, my identity, which is being, uh, LGBT. So uh, being queer. Um, so I'm doing the most of that. And I think this month is the time to do it even more. Yep. Yep. What about you? Fun fact, uh, my city does not celebrate pride during the the month of pride month because it's flood season here. Uh, There's a high chance of flooding. So we celebrate ours at the end of the summer slash early September. So I will be in spirit. But yeah, I think I'm going to bake a cake. Love that. You know, just like have some something a little bit fun, you know, just to celebrate. And I love that. Yes, siree. <laughs> Whatever way you want to do it, I think it, it's like fantastic for everyone. Like do it. Celebrate as long pride as you your are way. expressing yourself. You know what? Live loudly, live proudly, and don't let anybody tell you how to live your life. That's right. But we will tell exactly. you to listen to this episode because we're about to dive into some games, some um, great stories, some great options and characters for you. Uh, shall we get started, Dale? Yes. And one last yes. thing. If at any point you have an opinion that you're like, I'd agree or I don't agree. Tweet us. Yeah. Let us know. We love connecting with all y'all on our socials. You can find us everywhere at Easy Mode Show. Amazing. Let's get into it. Dale, did you know that a recent study in the UK showed that 21% of people in the video game industry, that means people who work in it, identify as LGBTQ+. Wow. No, I did not. That's a significant amount. And across various industries in the UK, um, LGBT people hold 36% around there of all creative positions and roles. 
In leadership. Wow. In leadership, too. In leadership. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Representation. Yeah. Um, we love, love creative it. work, which I feel like maybe has probably contributed to more queerness and LGBT representation in video games as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, as mm-hmm. uh, queer people and LGBT people get those roles in those higher positions, as um, more people come out, as more people feel more comfortable expressing themselves. We're, I think that may... Con- I mean, I don't know. I'm not an expert or a researcher or a professional of any kind, but... Maybe that contributes to why we're seeing more representation in games. Yeah. Honestly, I love that. You know, um, I do have a list here of some LGBT plus characters who are in many different video games. I'm mostly going to talk about some more indie titles. A couple of like big titles here that you're definitely going to recognize. But first, starting off with Hades. So the main character, Zagreus, uh, the creator said he is bi, pansexual. Um, then we have Thanatos, mm-hmm. gay, and Achilles and Patroclus. I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly, but they're both gay. Yes. So that's really cool. Finding out that um, Achilles and Patroclus are in a relationship like throughout the story Patroclus. of the game, what, I was like, oh, they love each other. They do. Um, I'm not at that part yet, so thank you for spoilers, but oh, it's okay. Well, you, I was, you read it, and you sent me a picture of them hugging before we started streaming. I did, so, so I, I was honestly just debating you, were. you okay? <laughs> also, uh, just for the record, everyone, I am a Thanatos simp for Hades in the Hades game. Yep. I don't care about anyone else in that game but Thanatos. Thanatos God is of death, and he can kill me. <laughs> <laughs> the next game was actually when the announcement was made about the character... Um, being a lesbian super controversial because you know why did they have to make a character gay like why could they just like stick with the game you know all these like backlash for this but it's the last of us part two um ellie the main character is a lesbian and um yeah the backlash when that came out was horrendous it was trending all over twitter and people were like why did you have to why did you have to it's like excuse me i didn't see the problem here i felt like it was just a lot of you know straight individuals who have never uh, had to face any kind of discrimination or any hardships that were like, this is pointless. But to people who this mattered and they saw representation, this character, it does matter. And I was one of those people who was like, hell yeah, that's amazing. That's I amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. I love Ellie, love Last of Us. Also, there's another character in that game, Lev, who's a trans man. And um, I've not played The Last of Us Part Two, but... When I do, I will be talking all about it because I loved The Last of Us Part 1. Um, um, Dale, the conversation yeah. around why why do you think... Well, I feel like I know why I think. But like, a lot of people get so upset when it's announced that characters are of a um, different sexual orientation. That's one consider the norm. Um, they consider it woke. They consider it like... Uh, virtue signaling they consider it just like something being shoved down people's throats what do you think is like the reason it's so controversial not for us and a lot of the people we know the communities we're in but for everyone else why does it seem that way why does it why is it so i think it's because um well for example nobody really ever has to say they're straight because it's just already accepted and you never have to talk about it because it doesn't matter but we're not at that point yet where you can just say, like, I'm gay and it's not part of you. Like, right now, <clears throat> a lot of people, they, I mean, I, when I speak to my friends and myself, it's like, I, I don't want to just be, a, my sexual orientation doesn't have to be everything about who I am. But because in, like, games or in media that we consume, when they talk about having, like, an LGBT character, they're doing it to desensitize because, for example, like, um, 
we we don't have to talk about straight characters because they're just accepted but we haven't got to that point yet for lgbt characters or people who have different um sexual orientation so it's important but they're just not used to it because we're just so used to you know straight being the norm and straight we don't have to talk about them being straight yeah. so we don't have to talk about them being gay either but like we do because it's not at that point yeah. yet you know what i mean i'm probably not saying this as like articulately yeah, as i could but uh that's that's how that's how i feel you know like we aren't at that point yet where it's just like i'm gay so what because yeah. now even if you tell someone you're gay they all they still act weird it's 2020 i was at 2023 but that's the future but in the future hopefully things do get a little bit better but um yeah it's yeah. like there is a if you don't want people to talk about it then don't marginalize them like people exactly. are being marginalized actively every day we see it in video games we see it in communities mm -hmm. we see it in social media so until that stops i think announcements and representation and visibility for these people is going to for characters like this in video games especially is going to be very important yeah so get used you to treat it them differently yeah to treat them differently and this is like this is on you okay brad or whatever you're you tweet brad this is on you Re reflect reflect um, <laughs> i would say too um oh frick oh if i got it i lost my train of thought but while we're back you know okay. what i would do if i was a game developer Obviously, game development is like expensive and a lot of money. But I would make like the straight, straightest in quotation marks looking game ever and just make it like like the trailer. You can't tell whatever you can't tell. The, like the gameplay itself, nothing to do with it. But then every cutscene, every any like sort of side quest, anything you do, make it like the gayest thing you've ever seen. But like you never know until you're playing the game. I would like surprise and be like, this is what you wanted. You didn't want it. You, it's not. Yeah. Like or like you didn't want to know. You didn't want to shove down your throat. So here it is. Surprise. We didn't tell you about it before. And now you're playing this very, very gay and game. And now you're upset. Yeah. But, you know, people will find anything to complain about, to be upset about. At the end of the day, yeah. you can't please everybody. And I don't really know if we want to please people who are like homophobic, any kind of phobic at the end. Like we don't need nah. that. Um, carrying on big, huge game, like all these stories. Life is strange. Mm -hmm. uh, so True Colors had Alex Chen, bisexual and Steph gingrich lesbian but the whole game like both the games that i've played um the before the storm and life is strange what was it just like the storm was coming i forgot what the other title was but with um max those games are queer those games are very known for having like sapphic storylines mm -hmm. and um while some of the choices aren't 100 percent, you know backed up you know there's some a little bit of controversy in the games it is a very queer game and people love it. I think it's really cool to have that kind of like seeing those kind of storylines and relationships develop. So, yes, and I feel like life is strange. They made it very normal, I feel, through their plot lines and story. Oh, yeah. And they didn't do it in there. a way that was like, okay, this is clearly we're doing this for like. No, it was so natural. Yeah. Like, it's just like how it is IRL. Uh, this next game did recently come out this year within like the last couple of months. Couldn't tell you the exact launch date. I think it was around March. The game is called Lake. And basically, you're like a girl and you are driving this truck and you're just delivering mail oh, to your the neighbors. the mail game. We talked but about it in our cozy episode. Yes, that's right. Um, Meredith Weiss, Weiss, she is the um, protagonist. She's bisexual. And then Angie Eastman is a lesbian, another character in that game. Uh, the next character who this has happened recently. Yeah, very it's been recent. huge all over the news. And the people, too, were like, what the hell? Like, why now? It's like we we we've been new. I picked this character as my main because I knew like we we all new without being told uh so it's david king in dead by daylight uh he is gay gay king love him love uh him. so 
And then, you know, Dead by Daylight's been doing some really cool stuff with their Pride Month. You know, they have yes. the Pride, uh, the, not even the Pride merch, but the Pride Charms. It is such a gay game. It's super inclusive. It's anybody can play, you I know, and, and I love that. What it is about Dead by, uh, someone needs to do like a study, a research about why LGBT people love Dead by Daylight. I mean, listen. They just do. I, I know, right? Is it the simping for the killers? No, I can't be. We just all play it. I don't know what it. I mean, even though like I'm burnt out on it and don't play it, like I do love Dead by Daylight. Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what it is. It's just Dead by Daylight and the queer community is like this. They're like this. They're like, it, and I don't know any other game that is like that because it's again we talked about it earlier, but like anybody can enjoy that game. Yeah. Like, from all walks of life, which is so cool. But something about Dead by Daylight really brings people to it, which is like, it really. Does. I, don't, I don't. Why? Someone research it, and then and also it's the most popular game for drag queens. Yes, like on Twitch that I've seen. Every time you click on Dead by Daylight, it's just like oh, there's something about Dead by Daylight. like queer community and horror. That's a, a whole thing as well. But I'm sure maybe yeah. we can find an article, do something about that sometime. Yeah, we could do a whole topic about that. Yeah, let us know. So this next one I added because I did see a couple of my friends streaming it. And I only added two characters in it, but they had a lot of a lot of LGBT plus characters in this game. It's called Bug Snacks. So uh, these two characters had really cute names, Lizbert and Egabel. Oh, so freaking cute. <laughs> so cute. Lesbians, but it's, I think it's so cool. And then I didn't talk about like a lot of other games, just like these ones here. Um, tons of LGBT representation across many different video games. And the one when you Google, if you just type in like LGBT characters in video games, the first search that comes up is from Grand Theft Auto 4, Gay Tony. I've not played the game, so I'm not sure like what his character is about, mm-hmm. if he's a good guy or bad guy, but he's so iconic that he's always like the top like three that pops up when you do a Google search for Gay Tony. So I'll have to check that out, maybe because I feel like Grand Theft Auto has had a, some LGBT representation like throughout their franchise, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, this may be a good time to talk about this, but like sometimes like there's like great LGBT representation and sometimes there's like a characterization of like LGBT people. Yeah. You're like, or like off of a stereotype and it's not like. Lit- yeah. yeah. And, you know, sometimes at the time that seems like great. You're like, finally something you're like, woo, we have something. But then like in reflecting to the past, you're like, oh, maybe that wasn't that great. But yeah, there's a lot, a lot of time and there's a lot of context to it. But I wonder, I'm intrigued. I need to I want to look into the Grand Theft Auto franchise to find out more info about that um we could really do a whole episode on just like gta characters oh my god because well, there's so much GTA to it sometime? we should do what, a sorry? grand theft auto episode one day i, I, I never I even thought of that that's a good idea because there wasn't there like a movie based off of a gta game too there was like a know. scene i'm pretty and if sure we talked about our movie episode I, pretty... don't add us because i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> no we did talk about I it yes we, we did. did okay you know what? continue with your thing continue. um yeah grand theft auto um like you said a major major game that does have gay tony so like big representation for like a triple a mm-hmm. game there's some other triple a games that are like really well known for their like have that to have lgbt representation that lgbt people love one of those being mass effect um being mm-hmm. one and i'm not mistaken mass effect recently announced a upcoming game if i'm if, am i wrong about that or am i right i don't know. I We'd feel like they look. did. Um, Assassin's Creed also has LGBT romance. Oh, yes. Um, uh-huh. I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, like some a, a lot of major games do have it in a sense. So like um, Skyrim, technically you can have it as well. Um, but the mm-hmm. one I want to talk about is mainly because I love the game so much. And that is like the entire like Dragon Age franchise. Um, mm-hmm. So in the Dragon Age franchise, like romancing is like a big is a 
pretty like decent part of the game. Have you ever played Dragon Age Jail? I have not. Oh my gosh, you should I try it I have no idea what it's even about. What is it even about? What, what do you do? So Dragon Age is basically like a, um, it's just a story-based game where you make decisions um, that impact your relationships with characters and um, the plot of the game and in its entirety. They all sort of vary, but they're, they are like light, they are like connected throughout the um, throughout all the games as well. Like there's reoccurring characters mm-hmm. um, and, and oh. reoccurring like threats. Like the, I think like the threat and what's happening to the world is like ultimately kind of combined as well. Um, okay. But um, through like the segments and sections and chapters of the game, there are romance options. Um, okay. Yes. And quite a few in every game. Um, and it's only gotten more and more because people do love that aspect of the game. Um, most recently, uh, Dragon Age Inquisition was the most recent game that came out about quite some time ago now. I would say over five mm-hmm. to six years ago. Um, still gets a lot of play, like playing on Steam. I'm sorry, on Twitch. Um, a lot of people still play yeah, yeah. it, mainly because people do enjoy the romance options. Um, a huge range in this, and something that I yes. liked, and I still found frustrating, but I do like and respect about in Dragon Age Inquisition is that there were certain characters you couldn't romance based on your character's gender identity. Um, oh. So like the character I like some most characters are bisexual and or pan um, and they specifically identify in this within the game, which is interesting. They don't like tell you, but like they're like, hey, I'm not interested or like I'm this and I am interested. Um, But um, there are certain characters like, oh, I'm straight or I'm only gay and that's it, Um, which I kind of like because in real life, like in Dragon Age Inquisition, um, you can't romance everyone because everyone has a, like their own preferences and sexual orientation. So in Dragon Age, you have to like respect that for those characters, just like in real life. I, I think that. that's like a kind of like yeah, I, that's actually a cool. nice like lesson it. to learn. And also, um, mm-hmm. I unfortunately couldn't date um, the person I love the most in Dragon Age Inquisition, which was Cullen. So if you play Dragon Age, you know who Cullen is. Um, I mm-hmm. wanted to date him so bad, so I had to play. I, I played my game through as a girl because um, it's the only way I could see his like romantic options and scenes. Um, this is who you wanted. I just googled yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, but then I ended- he's got a strong jaw. Okay, yeah, and he's like a strong leader and like blonde and like there with you from the beginning, like a nice frog. What? Um, but I see, Dorian, I see. another which is like the gay only romance option. Um, I love Dorian. He was very very cool. I love a magical man, so that was fun. But um, I think we mentioned it recently, but Dragon Age Ooh. recently announced a new game coming out. I don't know when it's coming out, but they just announced it. Dragon Age Dreadwolf, I believe is the name of the title, um, mm-hmm. which I feel like it's going to be like gayer than ever. So I'm very excited. But I think you would like Dragon Age, Dale. Um, there's like a nice yeah, like, a lot of my battle list. elements, decision making, uh, co- character design, custom. Yeah, I think it'd be good. You do know me quite well. And so like you've recommended from software games and here I am loving it. So I feel like you're not going to lead me astray here. <laughs> if you're not watching Dale on Twitch play Dark Souls, it's the freaking best. It's a wonderful time. Um, sometimes I should be editing this podcast, but I'm watching Dale play Dark Souls instead. <laughs> you actually should sometimes. Okay. So these next games that I'm talking about, I read an article about the best LGBT games with queer of uh, the greatest queer storylines but these games i've never heard of i didn't want to talk about anything we'd already talked about so these are indie but uh so good apparently so good so let's begin so first game is called Inconfell. have you heard of Mm-mm. it so it's a turn-based tactical indie role-playing game follows a group of troublesome magic students so you and i because we tend to play like ma- magic class or pyromancy um the way the game uses neo pronouns and has an all lgbtq plus uh 
cast is where it wins. The characters, they feel a long way from the usual stereotypes and tropes. And the story also deals with grief, love, and being true to who you are. So I really like that. I really like that because everyone is LGBT. We're hanging with LGBT. Nope, actually. And, um... They they didn't just like go with like the standard the base. There's there's more you know there's th- more representation for everybody. I love that. another game. Is oh sorry you said you love, I love that. that. That sounds I great. Too. I want to try it. You should sounds amazing. Me too. And uh, the art looks really cute as well. Another game here that I have is uh, A Summer's End, Hong Kong, 1986. It's a be- beautiful visual novel. It's set in the 1980s of Hong Kong and it follows a love story between two queer women. Lush, vibrant visuals enhance the joy and hope they face as members of the Asian LGBTQ plus community. I love that. I love that. We don't see well. a lot of queer Asian. And it's not like then we don't have a lot of that. And um, we need more of that because right now it's the movement is moving, but we can move it, continue to push it and move. Yes. It and I would love to see more lesbian representation um, in games as well. Yeah. So I love we, that. And even just in media as a whole. Yeah. Um, finally, I have tell me why. One of the first mainstream games with a trans protagonist as its lead. This remains a top queer game to play. The game is meticulously researched and developed with the help of several trans creators and consultants. Mm -hmm. So they like hired people to make sure that the game was, you know, a true reflection on their experiences and how an individual can also enjoy the game without leaving any misinformation, which is super, super cool. You know, they were hired and paid like yes no free work yeah anymore. actually tell me why was the first triple a game with a trans protagonist um, i love that yeah so freaking cool and they actually worked one of the uh, things they worked with was the uh, like the glad organization now mm-hmm. obviously all like organizations aren't like you know especially lgbt ones aren't like uh no, no organization is perfect. Always that what I have to say at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But tell me why yes. ha- has won a lot of acclaim for its diversity, how it handled those sensitive issues because of their work with those things. Um, but also, Glad organization was the biggest one, and being the first triple A game with a trans protagonist, what a freaking accomplishment! So freaking cool. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Truly, uh, a game that I liked, and this is sort of a. <sighs> when this game came out, I was like, "Oh, this is very cute and interesting, kind of a cozy game." Um, but a lot of people really connected to this game and were even to an emotional point. And when I saw the, these TikToks come up of the people playing this game and their reactions, their feelings and everything towards it, um, I was surprised. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I actually try to not watch a lot of it because I did want to save the experience for myself. But it's the game Unpacking. Have you seen people play oh, that? Oh, yes. I've seen so many. I've seen so many. I haven't even played the game, but I know. Like, I feel like I know the whole yeah. game, if that makes sense. Like, I've just, because it's all over TikTok and such. So, basically, in the game, which I, you know, it's a story told through the mechanics of unpacking rooms. Um, yes. But what I didn't know about the game um, until, you know, I would see a few moments here and there. And then when researching for this episode, the game follows a young woman um, through a lot of major significant moves in her life. So, like, you kind of see the ups and the downs through, like, the apartments and houses she lives in. Uh, you sort of see how this character is transforming through their belongings. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, and there are actually like really difficult moments in certain homes, and especially when you go from one unpacking to another unpacking, you see some changes. And sometimes those changes are like difficult to take in and they're like, you know, they're emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, there's relationships, love, win, love, loss. But the game reveals more about this character's life. And it includes at one moment starting a relationship, spoiler alert, uh, with another woman. So it's like relaxing. Mm-hmm. It's moving. The mechanics are simple and you're deciding sort of you're unpacking rooms, deciding where things go and sort of has that sort of like um, 
very like clicky element to it as a video game, but also mm-hmm. a touching story, which I think is like very what a fun way to tell a story. Like unique, creative. Yeah. And it's very yeah, I was about to say it's very different than how stories are currently told. That's I like the creativity that is used in these like new games, especially unpacking and, and the touches, the subtle touches, like when you click something, the sound yeah. it would make too, which they put in so much detail into so many things that you wouldn't really consider, but it really like makes the game. And I absolutely, I, I can't wait to play it, even though I know the ending. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's a creative, cozy yeah. game with a um, fantastic mechanic to tell a touching story, which I'm like, way to yeah. freaking go. No wonder you were a success. Um, mm-hmm. Now, this game came out so long ago. It was so big on YouTube. I think this game is made by Gaming Grumps. Do you remember them? Oh, I know Game Grumps. I think Grumps. they made this game. They made a game? Yeah. Okay, that's wild. Um, they okay. made a game called Dream Daddy. Um, oh, my God. And Dream Daddy. I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen Dream Daddy. There's like no I, way you can I know have. Dream Daddy. <laughs> so Dream Daddy, you are, a sing- you are a single dad who moves to, I think, a new town with their daughter. And mm-hmm. I think back home, I think you used to be from this town, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. You move back with your daughter. And then basically it's like a visual novel where you make decisions and like it's a romance visual novel. So you meet mm-hmm. all these daddies in their town. So other single dads, I think maybe one's married, but um, other single men in the area with a lot of um, different um, race representation, body size representation, mm-hmm. which is freaking fantastic. And some it goes through some crazy storylines, some very romantic and touching storylines, some absurd storylines, some um, mm-hmm. sad storylines, and you get to like date and romance like these various characters from this town you're from, and you and your do- while also going on this like journey with you and your daughter and how she's adapting and coming into her own in this new town. Um, so at first it seems mm-hmm. like silly. They're all hot. It's romantic. But then also there's very touching side, which I think is what a lot of these games need that balance. Oh, yeah. And it's honestly so much fun. Like, I haven't played it. It's on my list. But uh, I liked seeing the art and I liked seeing other people play it because yeah. it, 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 there's something about it that's just so different. Uh, I love dating sims. They're fun. They're so much fun. And honestly, we need more of them. I mean, and you, you hear speaking me? of dating sims, <laughs> did you hear about the Dead by Daylight dating sim? I did. Oh, my I God. Did. I, I can't believe it, but I'm I can. Like, I really can believe it. <laughs> I mean, there's such a demand. Everyone's simping for the killers. I'll tell you right now that I'll be romancing spirit. Oh, my God. I will not be taking any you flack for it. You are a spirit maid. We can go back to episode one. I'm a one spirit maid. Clip on that. <laughs> um, now, along that same Dream Daddy line, this sort of romancing hot things, ga- like sort of element of a game, um, mm-hmm. Boyfriend Dungeon, which is a more recent release, uh, have you heard of that boyfriend game? Boyfriend Dungeon? Yeah, Boyfriend no, Dungeon. I'm Googling it right now. Boyfriend Dungeon is a um, sort of dungeon, I think a dungeon crawler game where you romance weapons and the weapons are like hot people. Oh my God. Yes. I love it. Um, you, it's called Date More Weapons yeah. for the DLC. They recently <laughs> did have a DLC where they've added three new weapons that you can date in romance. Um, so... This game has a lot of LGBT representation. So there's people you can be, um, you, you can date. There are a lot of like queer weapons, uh, pan weapons. You can also be single. I mean, sorry, you can also be monogamous or polyamorous in the game, uh, which okay. is very, very interesting. A very fun element. Now, this game did have some controversy involving it, um, okay. mainly because you do have a weapon and relationship and storyline, which um, a slight trigger warning. Um, 
one of the weapons becomes a little bit obsessed and sort of has like a there's like a stalker storyline involved with this gun with this not gun uh with one of the weapons with this weapon yeah, yeah. um now was big controversial very controversial online obviously a story like that can be very upsetting and traumatizing and also triggering to a lot of people which is very understandable mm-hmm. however mm-hmm. um there was some conversation about it and i believe the creator of the game explained why they put the story in i don't remember why um i might look that up in a second actually but um the game is still doing fine people were playing with it i don't know if it was resolved exactly but i do remember that being a very big conversation um, surrounding the game Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, wow but they did release new dlc i have seen people play it so i assume people worked it out i'm not exactly sure but um another dating simulator that's like dungeon crawly and fun and looks very very cute from my perspective it's on my wish list so i'm excited to uh, try Mm -hmm. it out Hmm. i mean it's on my list now too um yeah super super fun now speaking of like no restrictions on romance um we can't go an episode without talking about this game but someone that did lgbt representation seamlessly without making any deal of it um is that stardew valley you can date any of the romance Mm -hmm. options and it's no big deal there's no conversation about it there's no whatever it just you just date them and live your life on a farm and i love that yeah i love because when when i grew up i played harvest moon and if you wanted to marry somebody you had to be the opposite gender so like i would play as a girl and i would have to marry a guy but i couldn't marry any of the girls even i'm like she's my best (laughs) friend i would have married her but there was no option so like to have it as like you could play as who you want and marry who you want I love that, and I really like. I like you totally right. We bring up Stardew in every yeah. single episode. But Stardew just did so, so many things right. It hit so many things right, like exactly. Concerned day, please. I can't think us. of one no, bad thing. <laughs> I really. Um, no, I really can't. Now the last game I have for you, which um, came out in 2013, but I thought was very interesting because a few different articles mentioned it as like, um, you know, just doing a good contribution representation. Um, it's this game mm-hmm, called Gone mm-hmm. Home. Now, the main character isn't LGBT, but it's just like a walking simulator. And you sort of get a story okay. through this um, girl named Katie. She returns to her family fo- home and sort of like in that journey, she discovers that um, her sister had a relationship with another girl. And then she faced a lot of discrimination. So it's sort of like a story mm-hmm, story mm-hmm, game mm-hmm. where you learn about mm-hmm. the world around you kind of thing. Um but it's very sort of a bittersweet story, but also like very human and relatable. And it's like, you know, we do need that amazing, like queer games and storylines shouldn't be tragic and dramatic and full of like sadness and disappointment. But they also aren't, shouldn't just be, even though we do need that representation, like happy and like no consequence and whatever, like no discrimination free, because that unfortunately isn't the reality. Um for people mm-hmm. who are living it every day. So sometimes these small reminders that aren't traumatic um, are very important to still have in a lot of games. Now this game came out in 2013. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, a great time to have done that. Um, but sort of, you know, it's a reality. There's a lot of highs for um, queer people and acceptance and love and it, like um, relationships, but there also still is a lot of lows and that's the reality for a lot of people today. Um, mm-hmm. I hope every day we can move further and further from that, but we should never forget and not acknowledge that. Exactly. No, totally. I agree. hundred percent with what you just said. Now I do want to talk about something and this is sort of, I didn't really plan a lot around this mainly because I just had the thought during the episode, but I do maybe want to go to Twitter for this. But <laughs> one thing LGBT people love to do is like stand characters and people 
um, and a lot of people, especially gay men, stand a lot of like female video game characters. I can't oh, think yeah. of a lot right now, but like when I think of like gaming and I think of like LGBT gaming icons, I think of people like Bayonetta. Um, oh my god! Yep, Zelda, yep. Princess Peach, Midna. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. The fairies from Legend of Zelda. Uh, I'm just trying to think like who are like you know gay men love like women and like um, strong strong female characters in games whether they're like fabulous whether they're freaking tough and strong but like those are the only ones I can think of right now. Can you think of any? I've like like some strong female yeah, like, characters that gay men love. Yeah, like or who are like gaming icons like in a G A Y ming icons like. Bayonetta is always a big one because I see that on TikTok. Everyone's oh, Bayonetta's huge, but I would say Zagreus is huge. Yes, yeah, Zagreus too. is a big one. Zagreus is quite huge. Um, no, you're totally right. My girl Zelda, Zelda, freaking Stan. Peach. Oh, freaking Samus. Uh, Samus is oh, one same, of two. Same, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially when it was revealed. Now they pulled one over on the Metroid. People pulled one over over straight people's eyes. <laughs> uh, because they were like, well, also the new Pokemon trainer. Who? Oh, the, the female, the professor, not the trainer, the professor, the new professor. Oh yeah, he is a. Gay, but everyone's you like, know who else is a gay icon from the last Pokemon game? The last gym leader. Uh, our people stand him and the water girl from the last. Oh freak! We're not. We are not good with names on this freaking. No, we're podcast. really not good with names at all. But but there's a lot of them. There's a lot. Oh, of and <laughs> some of the oldest. Um, when we talk about like trans representation we talked about that we talked about um, tell me why but i think you had something right that you found in an article oh yes about birdo yes yeah i didn't write i didn't write this down but uh you did send me a little photo a little little snippet here so birdo this is directly a description from super mario bros 2 instruction manual in 1988 they said Birdo, he thinks he's a girl and he spits eggs from his mouth. He'd rather be called Birdetta. And I didn't know this about Birdo. Like, Birdo is, like, a, a trans character, which is yes. super cool. But I haven't seen Birdo in any game going forward. Have you seen Birdo recently in anything? Um, Birdo's common in, like, the when they're, like, in the Mario Party games or, like, the tennis games or, like, cart. Oh, like, um, those kind of stuff. Yeah, like, right character now, but, Okay, I just looked up an article. But I love Birdo. Uh, Birdo, like, we in love. Mario Tennis, was a big fan. Okay, I found a list. Mm-hmm. Here's some more. Chun-Li. You already know mm-hmm. I love Chun-Li from our last episode, from our fighting episode. Do. From that same game, Zangief. He's like a big muscly in his little underwear and boots. Um, and how could I freaking forget the girls from Mortal Kombat? Sonya Blade, yep. Melina, Katana, Jade. And then... Um, okay, I don't know any of these ones, but... Freak, okay. Sindel. She's like an... Uh, She's like an older woman fighter witch, like huge big hair. She freaking floats, like fights people with her hair. A freaking icon. Um, also on this list is Kirby, which I get it because like Kirby, like no. Oh yes, Kirby was on so many. No lists gender identity. Looking. No like. We love no it. like leaning representation one way or another on like traditional gender roles or like appearance. Like mm-hmm. Kirby just lives, and we accept it. Kirby is living. Yeah, we love Kirby. Yeah. Oh I my mean, gosh! I love Kirby. If you know so. any, if what are you like? If you have an LGBT uh, sort of a gaming icon, I'm like Tomb Raider, Laura Croft. Oh my god, they're like all spitting out. Um, yeah, hot people from Resident I Evil. <laughs> I yeah no, I'm just yeah. I don't know for myself. I'm not so sure. Like I don't have like a character that I like 100 percent stand like that, you know. But I now that we're talking about it, like you can see 
the fandoms, especially the Resident Evil fandoms. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh like Leon. People love Leon. I mean, anyway. yes, they do. But for myself, I don't have anybody. I just like love some characters, but I don't like I don't stand them if that makes sense. No, I get that. Okay, if you have if you if you know an LGBT gaming icon, tweet us. We need to know because we need to make a list, do a tweet. We need to do something. Help us out. We need we need to do something about it. We need to do something about it. All right, Dale, I think every day LGBT people are putting the gay in gaming, and I think that's making the community, the online presence, the whole freaking thing better, more fun, and just freaking fantastic. Don't you agree? I think it's it's pretty gay, and it's amazing. I love yeah. it. Yeah, whether it's like FPS games now that I feel like more queer people are getting into, or just like mm-hmm. making games from scratch. I freaking love it. I, th- I mean, Valorant is pretty gay. I don't know. So yes, we love that's that. something else. I don't know why, but it is. I, it's also very colorful. Oh, and so we love it, that, you it, know? I mean, most of the agents are like strong women. And if uh-huh. LGBT will love anything, it's a strong woman. We stand. We do. We, we do stand. stand. And a hot ghost. You know, in that last segment, why didn't you talk about Killjoy? I don't know. Who we actually yeah, stand well, like, for like that. Killjoy and Rays are actually um, <laughs> slightly canonly romantic. Um, it's like oh. slightly hinted to that they are. Um, I love that. Which is freaking fun. I love that. Sure, people don't want to admit it, but they I definitely feel like they are. Um No, you don't have to don't have to admit because the truth doesn't the need truth to be is with it's already them. accepted. The truth is with them and it's accepted. No. Um <laughs> thanks to everyone for a great episode. This has been so freaking fun. If I can talk about anything, it's gaming and being gay all day. Yeah. Um so and this- just to everybody, happy pride, be safe, be you, don't ever apologize for who you are, don't ever be afraid to take up space because you don't take up space, you're unique. You have an amazing impact in life. Don't ever. I know it's tough. Times are tough, but things are only going to get better. And you just have to keep believing in yourself. I feel like it's very important that we say this message, especially during um, this month that we celebrate ourselves. You know? Yeah, we're here for you. There are people for you. Um, you are loved. Never forget that. It's a difficult world. And it's very you're a gamer. Easy it, you're, you're a gamer and you belong here on the professionally casual podcast. Easy mode. Easy mode. Every week. <laughs> you're here. Every week. Um, yes. So until then, keep it easy. Mode. Beautiful, Henry. Thank you.